Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Hello, hello, everybody. We have another episode of When Ghosts Speak with Marianne. And Marianne, you you have kind of a, I don't know if it's really a unique place or not, but probably not the first place most people would think of having too many ghosts. Right. And that is nursing homes. Nursing homes are just full of ghosts. And some of them can get very creative. As this little story will tell you, I got a message from Julie. She was an RN at a local nursing home. And I had gone to her house years ago when she had bought uh, a when she had brought a dead lady home from the nursing home. That's how I originally met her, which is actually pretty typical for people that work at nursing homes. You're kind to the residents. You see them five, six days a week. Their kids visit them once a month. They die. Who are they going to go home with? You, because you've been so nice to them. So that's how I met Julie. And of course, since then, she's worn her Quincy charm and has never brought anybody else home with her. And she does wear it at work also, which means that any of the earthbound spirits in the nursing home, stay three and a half, four feet away from her. When I called Julie back, I was sort of joking, and I said, did you lose your charm? She said, never, never, never. She says, but I've got a problem at the nursing home. This particular nursing home is a religious one, and Julie has never said anything out loud there about the ghosts. You know, you never know how people are going to take it. And um, this, the super, and I said to her, have you talked to anybody about this? She says, no. And the supervisor, to say the least, if I talked to her about it, would not be very happy with me. I said, so apparently okay. not minded. Excuse me? Not that open-minded, not oh, like, no, well, no, this no, is no, a possibility. And she knew that when I went to her house, but she figured as long as I'm protected, you know, I'm not going to bring anything home with me. That was the important thing, in her, which I don't blame her. Why should you bring anything home with her? Um, and I said to her, you know, Julie, you've seen so much weird stuff happen at the nursing home. What's going on that makes this one even more weird. She said, well, she said, this isn't, again, one of your typical nursing homes. All the residents here have their own rooms and their own bathrooms. They're, it's almost like a little private nursing home. The place looks like a very elite, posh little place to stick folks when they need to go to a nursing home. And, you know, this is the kind of place they have menus every week. They get to pick their food and they have a little snack bar for the guests that come to visit them. And they can go there and buy a burger or get a shake if they want. The dining room is tablecloths and cloth napkins. 
And, uh, and the ones that are mobile, they take them to shows and take them on outings. So this is really not your typical nursing home. She said, but Julie said, I just don't know what to do. She said, this is, this is exactly what is going on. And I had to laugh because I thought, well, some ghosts can take things to a new level. A resident died about six months ago. Her name was Miss Mimi. Everybody called her Miss Mimi. That's how she went by, Miss Mimi. Her husband died about nine months prior to her. And they were the only husband and wife team in the whole nursing home that had a double room. So they were together, but they were the only one. It was like um, because of their donation when the place was being built, they were sort of like royalty. You know, it was Harry and Miss Mimi. Harry. treatment. <laughs> exactly. And Harry even called his wife Miss Mimi. That's how he addressed her. They sort of considered themselves like the leaders of the nursing home. It, it, you know, it's they always thought everything should be run past them first. Oh, wasn't yeah. that nice? Mm -hmm. Was their name on a wing somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and surprisingly, the place isn't named after them, which I was surprised, but it's it's not. So right before Harry died, he had asked to please let Miss Mimi stay in the big rooms. She has all her special stuff there, and it would be devastating for her to, to have to leave where they've been. And she really was starting to go downhill, too, and he didn't think it would be a good idea if uh, they moved her. And Julie said, you know what, it's, it's fine. She says, we didn't have a problem with that. She says, uh, Miss Mimi was not doing well. She, uh, she had no children. They have no relatives. It pretty much their last 40 years was just the two of them. That's it. So right after Miss Mimi died, though, that's when we had problems. We removed all the furniture and her belongings from the rooms. There was nobody that wanted her stuff. And we have a storage room that a lot of, of the relatives don't want the furniture from the nursing home. Oh, give it to somebody that needs it or give it to the poor or, or are they too lazy to come and clean out the room? You know, you never know exactly what the problem is, but they just didn't want any of the stuff. So they moved all of Harry's and Miss Mimi's stuff to the storage room because it, it, they didn't need it. Nobody needed it. And what they normally would do, depending on how full it got, they would have like a local sale. Anybody in the neighborhood, you need a dresser, you come on and see. It made a little extra cash, which they were fine with. Now, their rooms were very close to the nurse's station. They could see the rooms from the nursing station. But that's what Harry and Miss Mimi wanted. They wanted to be close to where the nurses were. So the one morning, about two weeks after Miss Mimi died, 
The construction workers showed up at 9 a.m. We wouldn't let them come in any earlier so that they could, you know, the residents don't get up too early. So we didn't want banging and everything. And they were going to put this back to a two-bedroom instead of one, you know, big one. And they showed up at 9 o'clock to, you know, do what they had to do. And the foreman comes up to the nurse's station and he says to me, hey, we thought these rooms were going to be empty. And, and I said, they are. Julie said, they are empty. She said, uh, what are you talking about? He says, they're not empty. He says, there's furniture in them. She said, no, there's no furniture in them. I, 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 I went with them to the rooms, and all of Miss Mimi's furniture was back in the room. Now, the nurse, their room was very close to the nurse's station. And, of course, there's workers all night long. Nobody saw furniture moving down the hallway and moving back into a bedroom that would have to make noise. Nobody heard anything. She said, I called my supervisor and told her, you know, exactly what happened. And she said, oh, someone's playing a joke on you guys. She says, I don't think that's funny. You should figure out who it is. And I thought, well, maybe she's right. Who knows? So when the night shift came in, I asked them what was going on. They swore they saw or heard nothing. Julie said they are as freaked out as me. How could this happen? I said, well, I don't know. I think I need to come out and figure it out. And I says, but what are you going to do? Who am I? Am I somebody looking to place a relative here? Or, you know, sometimes people have to give me a new identity when I come in clear places. <laughs> Incognito. So we went down. I went down to the nursing home. And she said that. She had left that day and she had had housekeeping uh, come up and they put a lock on the door. She had the key in her pocket and she went home. She showed up there at her shift time at seven o'clock the next morning. Didn't check. She glanced at the door. It looked fine. Soup, the contractor showed up. The contractor said, we can't get in. She goes, yep, I'm coming. She went over to the door, went in her pocket and got out the key. But the lock was open. She had the only key. And she just looked at the contractor. She said, did you do that? He says, no, I didn't even look at it. I just spotted a lock and thought, figured it was locked. He says, I could have taken that off. I didn't need you. So she let him take the lock off and he opened the door. Son of a gun. Furniture was back in the room again. You have no idea how much energy that would take for somebody to do that. That is earthbound. I, that is ridiculous. Now, earthbound moving team to come help her because how else i mean that's not just like little 
dimes or feathers. Right, exactly. This this is heavy furniture. And again, I I don't know how they can do that, but they absolutely can do that. This time there was the bed frame and the mattress. She said that mattress was supposed to be thrown out. We never sell mattresses. She says, I don't even know where the mattress came from. And it was in the room. And they looked at the windows. They were normal windows. It's not like somebody's bringing them in through a window or something. It, it was absolutely ridiculous. She said, what are we going to do? And I told her, you know, without permission from the people in charge, there was really nothing I could comfortably do without asking them. She said, I'll tell you what. She said, we went in there the next morning. Miss Mimi collected music boxes. And there was no furniture in there the next morning, but there was a bunch of music boxes. Three of them were playing. She went and got the supervisor. She said, what are we going to do about this? And the supervisor just looked at her and said, do whatever you have to do. Just don't tell me what you're doing. <laughs> at least it wasn't call that lady again. <laughs> That's right. That's right. At least I wasn't called that. So went to went the next day or a couple of days after that. And we walked into Miss Mimi's room. And she said, and the door was locked. She unlocked it. She wasn't trusting anybody. She had kept locking the door up. And and the contractor sort of backed off. They said they'd be back the following week. They just weren't having any of this. So went into the room, and guess what? There was Harry. And I said to him, what in the world are you doing this? How are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he says, oh, how is nothing? He says, I can move the stuff from here to there. I said, I'm curious. Do you wiggle your nose or something? Or do you just point and they move? How do you do that? He said, no. He says, I just stand behind it. And he says, think of where I'm going to put it. And I get it there. I says, but you don't know how you do that. He said, no, not really. And I said, what is this all about? Why are you doing this? He says, this place was Miss Mimi in my dream. We had relatives and we wanted to be taken. We didn't have any relatives and we wanted to be taken care of. And we had looked at places where you could go. He said, we didn't like any of them. He said, I've had my own business my whole life. I'm a contractor, have my own business. He said, we got in touch with our church. And we combine the two. That's why this is a, a religious, <clears throat> excuse me, this is why this is a religious nursing home. He said, and I drew up the plans. I built this place. It was his, con he was the contractor and the owner, basically, that built this place. And I said, well, it's beautiful. I said, so what's the problem? What's wrong? 
He said, this is what's wrong. They need additional, they're putting up an additional wing. And I said, well, that's good. Business is good. And he said, no, it's not good. He said, I drew up plans for the future. And on my plans are where additions were supposed to be put in when needed. They totally ignored all of my plans. They said, too expensive. We can do it cheaper this way. He said, they're going to tear off that end and they're going to ruin this whole thing. He says, and the bad part of this whole thing is that my biggest competition is who's doing the additions. And that made him so angry that he decided to stay and he was just going to do it. He, he was going to stop one way or another. I said to him, I don't know who I can talk to, who I can try to explain this to. I said, but I don't think they're going to listen. I mm -hmm. said, you're out of the picture. I said, is this, I said, did you do it legally where they had no choice but to use your plans? He said, I thought my lawyers covered that, he says, but apparently they did not. And I said, well, first of all, has anybody checked? He said he didn't know. And I said, okay. I says, let me see if I can't find or Julie can't find out what happened. So Julie went and talked to the people that are higher ups. And they said, well, they knew about the plans. And she said, but Mr. Harry told me when he was alive uh, 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 that the lawyers had this thing drawn up and that there was absolutely no way that anybody could do anything different except what was on the plans. Mm -hmm. And they just sort of stared at me. And I said, there's nobody to challenge the legalese, right? Exactly. Nobody to challenge it. Harry was out of luck. There was nothing that he could do about it. There was, And there was nothing they wanted to do about it. So over the years, I've noticed that it has been added on to. Harry did go the line. He said, I will go console Miss Mimi because she's upset too. And I said, well, enjoy your time in the light because... There's nothing you're going to do down here. I said, just know that this place is beautiful and you did a nice job. But that's, that's, and I have to admit, there's not usually that bad where furniture is being moved in and out of rooms. But seriously, that's not the first time that furniture has been moved in and out of some of the other places. It, it, it was pretty, it was pretty weird. Is like furniture moving one of the more common things that will happen in a nursing home? No, what is more common is the equipment not working, TVs not working. As a matter of fact, while I was while we were waiting, while I was waiting for her to figure out how to unlock the door, which was already unlocked, a lady walked by, a ghost, and I looked at her and she sort of smiled at me and I smiled back at her. She looked pleasant enough, but she must have had 20 rosaries around her neck. 
And I said to Julie, I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, but there's looking, there's a sweet little lady walking by here. She, I said, that's got about 20 rosaries around your neck. She says, yeah. She said, she's like a klepto with, with rosaries. Every room she goes into when she was alive, if they had a rosary laying there. And you know, in a religious nursing home, everybody's got a rosary hanging somewhere. And mm -hmm. she would just collect them and put them around her neck. And apparently she's still doing it after she's dead. Well, it's interesting that um, being so religious and collecting rosaries that she just didn't cross over. Yeah. She didn't have any place to go. She said she liked walking around, visiting with everybody. And she wouldn't go to the light. I tried. She wouldn't go. Huh. Now, were you able to like kind of boot her out or is she still roaming in that? As far as I know, she's still there. If they don't agree, there's nothing I can do. They, I just, there's just not a blessed thing I can do about it. I wonder if, uh, if they're still having rosaries go missing. <laughs> like the place that my grandmother was in, we'd go there and I'd always take a, a rosary with me and we'd walk in and I'd look on her. She always had it sitting on her nightstand. And I says, ah, oh, grandma. I said, somebody got your rosary. She goes, yeah. I says, here, I brought you another one. Let her keep it. She goes, yeah, she probably needs it more than me. Like grandma. <laughs> so stop, stop, stop. <laughs> but the other lady in that place went around at night and took all the glasses with everybody's false teeth and lined them up on her little tray in her, by her bed. And here the, the aides and everybody would run around in the morning trying to figure out whose teeth belong to who. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you match that up without having to try on somebody's teeth and be like, oh, that's not the right fit. And then that's, that's just gross. creepy thinking about it. Oh. <laughs> that's when I'd have to, you know, if, if I were in that position, predicament like i'd have to get a sharpie out and like write my name on top so i'm like uh-uh i'm not trying on anybody else's teeth that's oh, right I know what mine are. that's right <laughs> oh like, no Ooh, yuck. see these are old people things that you you never think you'd have to worry about like nobody prepares you for this of course not of course not and like i said I, and for you that have relatives that have false teeth especially teeth that don't fit properly you know, when they talk to you, they always have to suck their teeth up so they can talk straight. Mm -hmm. They still do that when they're dead. They still suck up their teeth. Well, you would think if they can change their clothes. They could fix their teeth. Right. Like change your teeth, get proper fitting teeth. Or how about this? Go in the light and, and get them fixed. You don't need them anymore. You'll have your teeth. Right. I mean, it, it sounds like uh, those on the other side, there's a marketing opportunity here. Free dental, free medical. <laughs> like, this is how you get people to go into the light anymore. <laughs> Neon lights, have your youth back, go to the light. <laughs> exactly. Fountain of youth, medical care, dental care, <laughs> all the free things. That's right. That's right. So, so that's the nursing home. There's tons of stories from nursing homes. There truly is some of the nursing homes and we might do another one, especially there's one, especially where, um, and again, it was a very well-to-do nursing home in some of the aides were doing really, really good by taking jewelry and stuff. So, so and go caught them. So that'll be another one, one of these days.
the the ghostly sleuths catch right. things. Right. That's a that's a whole new book series for you, Marianne. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, catch us next Wednesday for another podcast episode and another live episode on uh, YouTube and all the Facebook pages and there's even the Twitch stream now. So join us and uh, ask your questions live. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.